it is the end, Mr. Macris. Can you believe it? Of season two. We're on episode six. six. Episode six. And we're going out with a bang today. Or a puff of smoke, if you will. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. We uh, have talked all things hospitality here on Hospitable with Nick and Dean. We're coming from the University of Johnson & Wales, uh, the downtown Providence location, and the College of Hospitality, food and beverage specifically. Um, once again... This is a little conversation we like to have everything, um, hospitality and the you know, opinions we have. Nick, I know the ones you have. Um, and some of the ones I have are not that of the university. So this is basically uh, just <coughs> our thoughts and feelings and, uh, and uh, opinions. So, so we have a special guest today, Dean, huh? We do. We have a really big guest today. Is it, who is it, the overlord of, what's his name? We, he, I heard he's called the overlord of, of cannabis. cannabis. Sounds kind of encroaching and, you know, what's going to happen there? Um, Doctor. He's a very, very good friend of ours, especially, I don't know about you, Dean, but he's a very good friend of mine. He's all right. Um, Dr. Magnus Thorson. Dr. Magnus Thorson. Give him a round of applause. College of Business here at Johnson Wales University. Are you in the College of Business, Dr. Thorson? Thank you for the welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, Did you like the intro? Good good intro, good intro, guys. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm in the College of Business. I uh, used to be in the College of Hospitality. hospitality yep. uh, my heart is in hospitality. Good um, fit. I have a you know, culinary background. Uh, I was in hotel restaurant management. I worked for Hilton for a few years. Mm. And then I owned my own hotel in southern Vermont. So, Get out. I did not know this. So, uh, you know, my heart's been in it for a long time. And uh, I switched over to the College of Management, where my interest in entrepreneurship uh, gets to flourish. So that's Excellent. how I ended up in the College of Business. I think I'm in love. I mean, this guy's got everything. The whole so package. You're, you said PhD. What was your um, your doctorate or your um, dissertation? Topic? So for my dissertation, I looked at what are the motivating factors for uh, what are the consumers' motivating factors for sustainable purchases in hospitality. I basically looked at why do people choose to hang their towel up or not. So I'm a doctor of why do people not towel, hang up towel, towel hanging? Yeah. Awesome. I know the reasons I do, but that's the whole so it's, topic. It's interesting to um, uh, bring up here that you were the creator here at Johnson Wales of the cannabis program, correct? That's correct. And can you just uh, touch upon that a little bit, uh, Magnus? Uh, just tell us what, what, it, what it's about. Because I think this is a, a new topic. Uh, new, not, not a new topic, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's certainly on the forefront it's on the of forefront, right? everything that's happening today. It's impacting, it's got its tentacles wide and long everywhere. And, I, um, and we're curious how those things yeah. relate to hospitality, but let's get the foundation started. How did this all start? Well, let me tell you. So the origin story of it is I was actually in, um, at Portland University presenting my dissertation thesis oh. um, in 2016, and uh, Oregon had just legalized cannabis. Right. So it was one month into the legalization, and you know there was uh, a high on the on the campus. I no mean, pun it was right. no pun intended. <laughs> it was like Fourth of July yep. and New Year's Eve thrown together. People were ebullient; they were excited. And I'm I'm going. If this is how excited people are with legalized cannabis, I got to take a look at that and see see what's what. 
And it dawned on me that there's an incredible opportunity. I started to look into it and, and, and that was sort of the spark that got me to propose the program, mm -hmm. uh, propose the program in 20... Bold, bold initiative, right? I mean, bold, right out there, well, right for, the cutting For edge. our listeners, you know, uh, recreational cannabis here in Rhode Island became legal, Magnus... Uh, December of 2022. Right. So a little over a year ago. A little over a year ago. I mean, <clears throat> I, I had the, I had the sense that the it, cannabis it was coming. Well, it was coming. I knew the conversation had already started in Massachusetts. Right. I knew it was already underway in Rhode Island, even if it took a little, took a little while. But, um, you know, I, <clears throat> I looked at, I followed what happened to the market in Colorado and I basically assumed that the same thing would happen here, where right. we would end up with a tight market with a lot of people competing for space, which is where entrepreneurs thrive. That's gotcha. awesome. That's the condition for entrepreneurs, and that's why I proposed like that. the, the four-year program in cannabis entrepreneurship. So the Genesis started in Colorado, a movement of some sort. Something sparked something that got things, got things over the finish line in, in Colorado in initially. Col Colorado initially in 2013. What do you attribute that to? Like what happened back then that started this whole conversation? Well, well in <clears throat> in Colorado, I know um, money for education was the main driver. Uh, taxpayers were being promised that the revenue of cannabis in Colorado would go towards uh, reducing the t burden on tax burden on Coloradians. If that's even a word. Sure. Um, it is now. We'll use it that. here, Coloradians. Yeah. So, you're, a, so, you're a PhD, of course. It's a word. <laughs> right, right. So, so the Coloradians, they, uh, they, they were, they were for it. It was voted a popular in in 2013. They now have 413 dispensaries in Colorado. Wow. It's wow. ten ten years later, and you can see that the demand is starting to wane mm -hmm. in Colorado. So, Interesting. So it's been a ten year ride there. Um, so that was the prototype. That was them sort of getting their sea legs on. That was kind of fighting out what would work, what didn't work. And I would imagine like healthcare and in New England with um, what started in Massachusetts, which was the model for now, what we know as Obamacare. That must have been the model, I would, I'm guessing now, that's spread into different parts of the country. It is. <clears throat> you're partly right. Um, but because... Uh, as you guys well know, the liquor law is different in every state. Right. The cannabis law is different in every state. See, who knew? But let me, th th federally, it's still illegal. Phil still illegal. Right, on a federal level. On the federal level, right. above 0 0.03 THC okay, so content. That's interesting. Okay. So okay. hemp is federally legal since 2018. CBD. Uh, CBD, right. yeah. Uh, but THC, the psychoactive part, mm -hmm. is is not federally legal and thus we cannot have it on campus and we don't we we do not what we've been able to do to circumvent that is we have we have grow grow facilities where where students learn to grow in the program i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit but that's, that's okay. okay um but what we've what we've done is we've taken the characteristics of the cannabis plant and we've been able to replicated in non-psychoactive plants like collis and catnip and tomatoes and lettuce. And because my partner in the program, Dr. Bud, uh, aptly <laughs> named, aptly this, named. I did, this serious? is not, this is for ser for, seriously. We, well, his name is Dr. Budzizig. Uh, close oh, enough. Though. We'll, we'll, so we'll stick with so Bud. We just he, he, I mean, this is not me. He narrowed it down to Dr. Bud and, and people thought it was, 
kind a of joke. some kind of a joke when right. I said, "Yeah, this yeah. is my friend here, Doctor Bud." But but uh, you know, I'm picturing this the whole conversation. So, yeah. like, so, we've so, joked so, twice or three times about this already. I right. would imagine there's this there's this tendency to possibly to dismiss or to joke to minimize maybe the uncomfortableness of the conversation. I'm not sure. You know, because I know you're very serious about this. It's not just an afterthought for you. I mean, you went, got your just you know, started your doctoral. Right. Well, I, I mean, the thing with cannabis is this: cannabis is it has been uh, illegal for the wrong reasons. You know, okay. cannabis us. cannabis was actually first prohibited in the United States in in 1914, the year that Johnson Wales was formed. Mm-hmm. Get out. Really? Uh, not even, not even joking about that. And that was basically race-based politics, which was was really very sad to know. But again, the 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 law, the war on drugs, which started in nineteen in in the seventies, also was a largely race-based. Um, and and the enforcement of those laws has been race-based. So my motivation for designing this program was largely social justice. So we spent the first three weeks of the, of the program exploring the boundaries of cannabis. And then what are the health ramifications? What are the legal ramifications? What are the dangers associated with it? How does it mix with society and so on? Are there any other similar programs in other universities? Magnus that you know of? Yes. So I presented at a conference uh, last week. There were about 25 different programs that were at that conference. Now, our program was the first. It is one of few four-year programs. Interesting. And it is the only one that's focused on entrepreneurship. Awesome. There is a business degree um, in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, and then most of the most of the studies that are available in cannabis are focused on uh, plant physiology or, right. or or agriculture. They're not focused on entrepreneurship or how we can bring it to market. So this is a big deal. I mean, people are taking notice, and they're actually. I mean, when you see something becoming an uh, a degree, right, in in, in higher education. I mean that's that's a pretty big deal. So I mean this is something that people have caught on to and see the 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 earning the profit potential. Yeah, I mean what what's happening is it's a brand new industry. This right. this industry there's no there's no academic research. There's a dearth of academic research because wow. it's been banned mm-hmm. for right. forever. How could you do research on something that's illegal? Exactly. Right? There there are no supply chains or limited supply right. chains. So we have to develop supply chains for this. There's very limited information, meaning consumers have access to very, very limited information. And cannabis has been sold for for about a decade based on sativa or indica, right. which are actually not not a valid criterion to evaluate cannabis. Hmm. That's because the strain or the botanical strain that causes a certain effect from the THC. Is am I on the right path here? That is that. So that is what the that is what the 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 cultural misinformation actually okay, is. Okay. Well. So so it was you know customary when you went into a dispensary and 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 you would be. Greeted by a butt tender, the butt tender would say, what are the effects that you're looking for? And they would recommend sativa if you mm. wanted to get, you know, in your head or indica if you wanted to get in the couch. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like saying, what are you ordering? You're ordering yeah. meat? Yeah, you're getting red. 
Right. right. You know, will right. you like sweet or dry? Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, as you well know, simply not a way to right. describe wine. And does it go somewhere along the lines where you see like, oh, I don't drink whiskey because whiskey makes me mad or angry or vodka makes me happy and or wine makes me happy and bubbly, you know, it's, is that kind of thing, misconception of how it, people. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of that. Because it just happened, a friend of mine, a friend right, of right. mine out on the Cape in Provincetown this past summer, right. this friend went by and basically was asked those very questions. What kind of effect would you like to have? And it went to those very strange that you just mentioned. Yeah, and that's so, but but we can't, you know, if we think about how wine was being sold in the eighties in the United mm, States, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, and and there's a tremendous amount of education that needs to happen, and that's why Johnson and Wales is the perfect spot for this because we educate the people that define the industry, and it is upon us. And 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 hospitality is the next frontier in cannabis, and I I, I would like to discuss that with you guys a little yeah. bit. Of course, but we need to we need to aid in the buildup of this very serious industry that has the potential to help so many people and and you know i'm i'm thinking largely of of seniors um are the are the ones that are primed for for the next you know you want to elaborate on that because i can't picture my grandmother's um you know popping a a, an edible or smoking a a joint or and see, we're probably using language like idiots here. Well, it's no, just we not, are. And we don't not, mean to, you know, we're having fun. We're not no, trying to diminish. Well, I think this, we're probably the lay person that's out there just not knowing even where to start with all this and how to kind of put it in a box because you can't. But maybe you can just continue well, we were, to help frame this for we were, us. Yeah. Talking earlier, uh, Magnus, and you, you, you know, you, you said something that stuck with me about this isn't, you know, the, about the guy on the corner smoking, uh, you know, a joint. Uh, you know, th- this is much more. So you want to just elaborate on that? <clears throat> yeah. So, so if we talk about the nomenclature first, yes, uh, grandma's not going to be smoking joints. Grandma's not going to be necessarily at first dropping, you know, or, or smoking. You know, she's not going to be. Gummies, uh, uh, doing you know massive bong hits. I mean that's not that's not the the gateway into it. I right, mean, right. if you if you think about it, it's it's as with any any new medium you're using, no matter what it is, um, you know you you need to be introduced to it, and you need access to to good information. Right, and that is not out there because the people who have been in this industry longest are street. You know, the yeah. street drugs. So, so is there a taboo still associated with, with cannabis, um, Magnus? Very much. So so the social desirability bias, which is, um, you know, what causes people hesitation to take a swig out of a fifth of vodka out in the middle of the street. You know, that's not behavior that's... that's Nick? Well, it depends on where you're from. Um <laughs> And and the same thing goes the same thing goes with cannabis. It is not really socially acceptable to consume like you would be surprised if at a Christmas party somebody brought out a bong yeah. right. right after we carved the turkey. That's you know, that's that's not not what we're we're going for. But that is gonna be normalized uh with education. Once mm-hmm. we start to, you know, talk to grandma about, you know, how do we relieve the pain that she's had in her hip that. for Ten years. So, why did Grandma even wonder? Ask about. Well, you know, ask about. So you're, you, what you're alluding to is that it's it's 
going further than just having it for recreational purposes, just to, you know, feel some, uh, a high, right? So the, you're saying that it's going to be used for medication and, and uh, to relieve pain and uh, things of that nature, correct? Yeah, I think, I think maybe an analogy would be that how much <clears throat> of, uh, alcohol is consumed in shots. Right. At a bar. Like, People drink wine at home, they right. drink it with meals, like they use it for different things. Cannabis is the same thing. Smoking joints to get high is just a small, small percentage. Um, a lot of, you know, there's a, there are multiple cannabinoids in, in the plant that have different medicinal and wellness benefits. Um, you know, THC gets people high, but that's not, that's not what most people are after. Um, you know, uh, if, if you have issue with diet, if you have issue mm. with sleep, if you have issue with pain, if you have issue with arthritis, um, if you need a little lift, uh, you know, people, people take drugs for, um, for depression. Yeah. Um, well, a slow landing, even you said a lift, but a slow landing. People trouble with sleeping, yes. things of that sort. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and I, and I like to, I like to. Uh, I have a, I have a friend. He's seventy seven years old. He lives in Florida. He's one of those guys who has his cocktail at five o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, and it's whiskey. And he just called me up and he said, "Magnus, guess what? I just discovered cannabis. It's the greatest thing ever." Wow! wow. And I said, "Whoa." Uh, I, I said, I said, Mr. Hoffman, what are you talking <laughs> Mr. about? Hoffman. Mr. Hoffman, tell, tell me, uh, uh, are you, are you abandoning your whiskey? He said, no, 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 no. What I do is I, I, I have this vaporizer mm -hmm. and it just, it just mallows things for me. And then I, he said, I have some gummies before I go to sleep and I'm sleeping through the night. It's, That's it's awesome. I wonder what his America. journey, how it got him from, you know, martinis or, or, or Manhattans in his case, you know, to experimenting with something else. And actually, I, I do know that because Please he, tell us. he has a daughter who is 55 years old. She suffers from MS. And there you go. She has been a cannabis. She's, they live in California. They lived in California. And, um, his daughter, who was diagnosed with MS, has been moderating her pain and her suffering through cannabis from the time that cannabis was medically legal in, in California in the late nineties. Interesting. So, um, you know, he's seen his daughter yeah. use this for medicinal purposes and he's, He's sort of said, yeah, if, if, if it works for her, why not for me? See, Nick, I just went from a, almost ready to burst out laughing, thinking of the 77-year-old man, you know, having martinis and then dropping edibles and then smoking to getting choked up, for example. Literally, I just don't, eh, I got choked up. When you started talking about his daughter, you morphed it right into, you know, there being a real medical uh, relief for her with her MS. I don't know why that's affecting me so much. But. Well, I mean, you know, we, 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 I can, I can, uh, I can tell you stories of people with Parkinson's disease. I can talk to you about people with epilepsy. Um, there's a, there's a number of things that cannabis is used and this is non-psychoactive. This is not stuff that's getting people high. It's just something to ease the tremors and stop, right. um, you know, stop the, the, the onset of, of, uh, the disease. So is this like spirit free, the spirit free movement where there is a product that's made or in this case, well, made by nature, I would say. And then the intoxicating, for lack of a better word, effect is removed from it. Therefore it might become medicinal without the high 
or could you get medicinal with the high still? Well, the, so, and, and this is this is a this is a conversation I've had with with Doctor Bud. Um, you can control to some extent what characteristic you get out of the plant, especially if you start to uh, grow a strain specifically for a characteristic. Yes, you can absolutely uh, you can you can moderate and manage what terpenes um you you get dominant in the plant depending on harvest time depending on moisture conditions um you know and that that is what we teach in this program half of the half of the credits in the program are devoted to uh, arts and science where we teach students how to grow um terrestrial growth we do hydroponic growth we do extractions so students get to get to experiment with you know with the plant from beginning to end. I know I like a lot of terpenes. I'm not sure about you, Nick. Like more terpenes or less on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my head, by the way, for those of you. Who can't. So let me ask you this, Magnus. You said that this is headed into the hospitality industry? Oh, yes. So, uh, sorry, we got off track. No, that's um, great. Hospitality is the next frontier in cannabis. Um, we now see consumers looking for experiences. Um, this is akin to the uh, specialty cocktail bars. We right. have one here in town that just does cocktails, no wine, no beer. And every cocktail is an experience. You go, you watch the bartender make it. The same thing with cannabis. You're layering experience on top of your cannabis consumption to heighten the outcome for the consumer. Um, so we're looking at, um, cannabis infused as a dietary supplement into food. Uh, we're looking at it in terms of, um, topical ointments, mm-hmm. um, oils for spas and spa treatments, um, included in desserts and baking, um, you know, business management. There's all sorts of avenues that uh, are opening up in, in hospitality that I think are going to be very, very beneficial for, uh, for hospitality operators. What's the relationship that you see as it started or where you see it might play out with the combination of alcohol consumption and the guest experience coupled with maybe cannabis and that experience? Um, you know, there's not, there's not to my have another cigarette. Hey, knowledge. come on. There's not- How do you know it's a cigarette that I'm having right now? Ooh, You're smoking something. Ooh, consider the conversation. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's the lighter. Um, um, so, so um, there are some drinks that have been infused with THC, uh, beers. Um, there's been some experimenting with that in California. I don't think that that has been wildly successful, um, both because it's not cost effective to infuse beverages. Um they're, they're quite expensive, uh, retailing for $15 a drink. Um, you know, retail, not, this is not in any kind of, um, um, any kind of hospitality setting. Um, and I'm not quite sure that we're ready to do experimenting with that. I, I, I don't know of anyone who's venturing into that space. 
it sounds like we have enough of on our plate already, really just getting to know and just getting the word out and getting people to understand the, you know, the uses and the benefits or potentially maybe even some of the drawbacks, for example, you know, I'm curious, go ahead. I'm sorry. You look like, I'm curious because this has come let, up. Let, let, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. This is, uh, I'm going to dispel a myth. Is oh, can- hold, hold on people. Or maybe not because I'm not sure you're the expert, not me. Is cannabis as other drugs are, right? Can you get it? Are they addictive? Is it oh, addictive? good question, Mr. Vacris. It is. Uh, that's a that's a great question. Is cannabis addictive? Uh, cannabis is not physiologically addictive, like opioids or alcohol. Um, cannabis does have some social, right, addictive properties mm-hmm. that 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 affect. And certainly, if you if you are a daily all day consumer, which some people are, oh, right. yeah, then then sure, there are right. real dangers of, of addiction, just as with anything else. Anything else. Right. If you were to say, name the top three potential drawbacks, I would, my guess is respiratory would be one of them. I'm just throwing it out there, not having done enough research. I've done a little. What would you say the top three would be? The top three drawbacks of cannabis. Um, so, very interesting question. So, gaining weight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Bungie. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go again, Nick. Actually, actually, there are not. That's not one of the concerns. Mm-hmm. The concerns concern is, uh, you know, uh, does it does it impact your uh, daily life? Are you foregoing events because of cannabis? Are there things that you're not doing because of cannabis? That's one. Okay. Um, there is the stigma. There certainly is a concern with that. Um, there, there are some, there are some, uh, ones, people that overconsume, it starts to impact their dietary tract. People start to have some trouble with, with eating. Uh, which will go away if they if they stop. if they stop or or they reduce their their, their cannabis. But it's an it's an interesting question. You know, yeah. you guys you guys are are the merchants of alcohol. Uh, alcohol killed 150,000 Americans last year. Wow. Opioids killed 140,000 plus. Uh, opioids and fentanyl. Ooh. We still don't have a single recorded death from cannabis. Yeah. Cannabis has been around since 2756 BC. So it's been around Whoa. for a while. Nick, that was a long time you came around here. I'm <laughs> sorry. A, that was a, yeah, that's about that time. Right? Yeah, about that time. <laughs> it's, so, it's, 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 so y- y- there are certainly, I'm not saying that there are no danger, but it seems like the, there's a, looking at the literature, it's absent. If you look at uh, National Institute of Health or CDC, you'll find no evidence of mass casualties from cannabis. In fact, you'll find none. Hmm. Um, addiction is, it's not an addiction problem. People talked about cannabis being the gateway to harder right. drugs. Yeah. Cannabis is now being used as the gateway to get people off, off the hard drugs. That's what I was thinking. Sure, sure. For some people, um, that makes you know, sense. Including myself, had some lifestyle changes in terms of alcohol use, for example. Sure. And I, it, I happened to decide just to not have it in my life anymore, and it was something just a decision I made. But I wondered during that time when I was transitioning, well, well, would have this helped that process? Because it had been in my life for 35 years, I mean, 40 years even, a long time, a natural part of you know this industry, as you know, one of the 
hazards of this industry. And also my father was a drinker. I associated it with fun. It's how we grew up socializing with friends and what you do in high school. And then to make that shift from something to nothing was kind of dramatic. And I thought, whoa, would have that been a helpful tool or not? The f- I guess I'm going to throw that out at you. Well, let me, let, me, let me speak to that from my personal experience. So I um, self-medicated with alcohol. Um, I have, have ADHD, and I would self-medicate with alcohol to uh, distract my mind. Um, I quit drinking four years ago. Uh, I am now can, uh, um, California sober, which is I consume cannabis. Yeah. I do not drink alcohol. Uh, I don't wake up with hangovers. I sleep through the night. I've lost 40 pounds. Like there's, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about the shift. And it wasn't immediate. I didn't, I didn't quit drinking and picked up smoking cannabis right. right away. That was not the transition that I did, but it was an uncomfortable period when I, when I, when I abandoned alcohol. Sure. And I now view my past years, um, drinking alcohol the same way I, I view, view my my years of smoking. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going back to smoking. I'm Nicotine. not going back to alcohol. Yeah. Well, th- thank you for sharing that. I mean, that is an important thing to speak to because it's just one of the conversations we've had with the spirit free movement is what about people that maybe have had, and I'm not suggesting you did, uh, had an alcohol problem, for example. They might be called consider themselves or some might consider them an alcoholic the term alcoholic and maybe they get into a recovery program be it inpatient or outpatient or a combination of both or somebody that maybe just wants a lifestyle change and wants just like yourself what i hear and chose to remove alcohol from your life is this a gateway back is it a a, a cheating cheating the process <laughs> you know do you have to start counting your days again and do you not get your chip because you all of a sudden are consuming pot and considered a cheater. I mean, how does that fit? I know it's a big question. The framework of this. It is an interesting question. So, so when I when I quit drinking, I just quit drinking, um, or or I should say, I worked up to quitting drinking. Um, the way I do most things, I read several books. I studied up on you know what is it that that bonds alcohol with your behavior and how do you separate yourself? And when I was able to free myself from alcohol, I actually uh, basically said, I don't have time for alcohol anymore. Yeah. I don't want to carry it. I don't want to go to the liquor store and bring yep. it home. I don't want to, I don't want to worry about alcohol. I don't want to think about who's driving. I don't want to yeah. any of those. And once, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying it wasn't, it wasn't hard. It was hard. Sure. Right. But you wake up and you start to you start on day two. You think, "Wow, listen, my head is clear." Uh, you know, and and it just day two, your head was clear. God bless you. You know, the the, the <laughs> mine was February two thousand twenty one. <laughs> but it, it 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 takes you know it takes a concerted effort to quit drinking, and the more you plan and the better you prepare yourself, mm-hmm. the easier it is as with anything sense. else. That makes sense. And uh, yeah. So where do you see this the the future of the cannabis industry? Well, so the cannabis industry is growing at a rate of about fifteen percent compounded annual growth rate, and it Can is. Can you give us any any financial uh, figures, any dollar amounts? 
I want to say... 100 billion. No, it was 37 billion last year. Okay. It is slated to go to about 60 billion by 2027. Okay. So that is substantial growth. Um, it's up 12% from last year. There, yeah. Uh, we're going to be in double-digit growth um, for the next yeah. decade, uh, right. I presume. I mean, judging by what happened in Colorado. Now, where is that in terms of statistics for other new businesses or new ventures that come into the double digit growth in the course of well every year well that's <laughs> pretty, about- pretty impressive okay so electric cars yeah that's um, a hot topic of growth right now those are growing by about six percent a year six um installation of solar panels is growing by less than 10 percent a year unfortunately um I don't know. Uh, but again, I mean, you have to take that with, right? Because it's it's also, there's a, you know, you, everybody can't afford an electric vehicle. Everybody can't well, afford Everybody can afford pot. Well, it's, it's, well, if you put it into the context, it's much more easier to get, you know, get some money for pot than it is to buy a car. Gotcha. If you put right. it in the context. And there's no tax credits yet, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we can, you, yeah, right. You could, you could compare. Compare it to a consumable. I mean, I don't know what's the what's the annual growth in in the you know the um, the alcoholic spritzers. What is that? What Nick? are they? What, what are is they? the annual like, growth in that? I can tell you the uh, spirit free. Please do. Or as they say, uh, uh, what's the, what was I heard an interesting um, term that was used the other day? Um, zero proof. Zero proof. Yeah. Zero proof, yeah. Zero proof is what they turn it. Um, I think they're out. still trying to find the language. They're getting better at it in the, with the alcohol. Well, zero I think proof, still I think. They're trying to find the language with Zero proof is what I think they're going with. Um, not spirit free. Not spirit free. Um, but, anyways, yeah, so the, the, the spirit free slash zero proof slash mocktail slash no alcohol, whatever. Um, it's about a 25% increase by the year 2026. So, in less than three years, 20. Over twenty percent, uh, but again, that's you, you have to compare. You have to put it into context, right? Right, right. and and compounded annual growth rate of fifteen percent. That's based on, based on a lot of data points, and that's based on decades now, with Colorado. Um, so, it is. Um, it, it will continue, I think, and um, it doesn't. It, it's almost. It has sort of the feeling. It's all. It's hard to not do well. Mm-hmm. Kind of how it goes. So it's interesting because I let's say you want to open a business, Magnus, right? That has to that deals with cannabis to some extent. And I mean, how how do I approach a, a bank or how do I secure fight? Because if you go to a bank and you say I want to open a well bar, right? <laughs> or, uh, well, no, if you know I want to open a uh, a restaurant that. Um, uh, is primarily focused on edibles. You know, like how how do you? What I'm trying to say is, how easy is it to to, to gather versus you wanting to open like your yeah. Greek restaurant, I mean, for example, like you've done. Yeah. In the past. I mean, I don't know. How, how would you approach something like that? How do you? You know what I mean? It's well, you you cannot go to federal bank. You Damn cannot it. borrow money from right. the federal government. You'd have to go to small banks, credit union, or oh, you can, still could go somewhere. Yeah, or a, private a, an actual institution. Sure. Wow. Well, you okay. You can. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may have to. You may have to Listen veil. Up, Nick. You may have to veil it. You may have to right. have an LLC that owns the property, owns some of the, mm-hmm. the you know, the non, 
you know, non-impeding on federal laws, and then you run your operation. I mean, that's how I ran my hotel. I had two companies, one that helped right. the real estate and another one that helped the hospitality. So What a life, huh? Same. You can do the same. Beautiful. Rich, interesting life there. I got to tell you, I feel like I need to go back to school right now. I mean, you just throwing numbers around, and you, we have not even really set a solid framework on this because we wanted to have a free-flowing conversation, kind of see how people respond and questions that might be drawn from this experience today. And I have more than I started with, a lot more. So um, it's it's impressive, and it's also daunting, I'm sure. But I can say thank you that you're the one leading the way, at least here you know, locally, and that's going to be, I'm sure, looked at nationally and beyond. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting times. We're, we're in the forefront. We are defining the industry. We're setting the pathway for others to follow. Um, you know, it was clear to me at this conference I was at in New Jersey last week, we are absolutely um, at the forefront of the information, the, 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 the nomenclature, the data, the academic work, it, this is it. We are, we are it. At All the right. So, I feel a little puffed up right now. Yeah, and yeah. nomenclature, it's the second time we've heard this term used by two individuals that have not been in each other's company. So I think it's a word we might want to dig in a little bit. Speaking of words, sir, go ahead. I know you have something to say. Go ahead. I was going to say add it to your nomenclature. <laughs> yes, my nomenclature. So listen, uh, what we like to do is uh, lighten things up a little bit before okay. we say goodbye. We know it's the end of the season, end of the summer, end of the school year. End of the, I know, right? End of the school year, not the summer. You said end of the summer. <laughs> Just, okay, so anyway, it's the end uh -huh. of summer. And what we want to do is Julie go ahead Roberts, and uh, we like to play a little game. It's called, uh, uh, so you said you have a culinary background are you a trained chef sir a little bit okay yes. so self-trained or actual no i went to culinary school oh well, jesus another the ting 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 yet another thing so um this is not for the for, for the faint-hearted as they say so have you heard of foodie fight uh, foodie fight i have not we've well, heard of a food fight i'm I sure have. okay I have. so this is just simple it's a trivia game but it has to do a little more complex and a little more cerebral kind of food question nick you're gonna ask the questions yeah oh, god okay get ready to take a nap all right pick a light put your on. best like put your best kind of gotta, salesman kind of foot on nick i'm gonna coach him here right okay. right you gotta ease me into it you know right? okay. he, oh ease throw, him in throw me a bone here go ahead all right here we go first one <laughs> and feel free dean though you know even with your limited okay. knowledge we all right yeah, yeah. Uh, especially so, after today thank you for reminding me here here it goes all right, all right. so what is being eaten at a party that encourages sucking heads and pinching tails. Shrimp cocktail. Close. Mm, crawfish. Yes. Well, is it still a No, it's not. Totally okay, different. Come on. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Let me get another one. Okay. So we got Magnus one. We got the overlord has one. <laughs> the underlord has zero. All right. True or false? Yep. Fingers are the correct utensil for eating artichoke leaves. Yes. Yes. Uh, True. How else would you, right? Pull the leaves off and yes. draw them through your teeth yep. to put right. the tender ends. Right. My dad used to make stuffed artichokes dip, as a child. Dip, dip in butter first. Garlic Ooh. butter. There you go. What vegetable? So that's what. Okay. Oh, uh, we one, have, one. The overlord has two. Well, we both have two to one. one. Two to one. No. Okay, two, two to one. one. What vegetable spear is properly eaten? with the fingers if not too large or heavily sauced asparagus asparagus ding 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 we're both look at that we got so two and two three and two three and two overlord three underlord 
This might be a little easy, but anyways. What glass is appropriate to cup in your hands? Rocks glass. Come on. Aperitif? Ooh. Elaborate a little. Elaborate. You're uh, on the right path. Uh, snifter? There you go. Oh, nice one. Brandy snifter. Mm -hmm. To warm the liquor and inhale oh. the fragrance. See? See? I jumped out too fast. Can it be Nick and, and Magnus <laughs> instead of Nick and Dean? That'd be awesome. Come on. All right. Next. How many up, more? So. All right. Two, a couple more? Mm -hmm. yep. True or false? Wine should stand upright for an hour before de decanting. I would say yes for the true. tannins. Yeah, true. Yes. Oh, not for the tannins, for the uh, sediment. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. True. Yay! So all that right. any disturbed sediment. Wow. Oh, see? Lucky guess. Right. And settle <laughs> to the bottom of the bottle. Good job. Right. You, you nice. have this one. Thank you, sir. This is easy, but I'll give it to you because, anyways. Because what I'm beer my wounds, go ahead. has a glass of the same name? Pilsner. Oh, listen, the true. fact that I'm this even in the same league as you right now. So Guinness. I'm feeling, feeling worthy. Guinness is a Guinness glass. Guinness. have a Guinness glass. That's uh -huh. right. <laughs> now, okay. Wow. When should invitations be sent out before a large formal event? Two weeks. Nope. About, right, hold on. Hang on. One week, three weeks. Or four weeks? Three weeks. I would say, I was going to say months. So I'm going to say four weeks because it's more in the months. Four weeks. Yes. Damn. Oh, Be thank you. Thank you for that. Be beginner's luck. See, it looks like you're going to have your new co-host after all here. What should not obstruct the diner's view of each other at the dinner table? Centerpiece. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Throw it out. What occasion is marked by the food traditions of casseroles in the U.S., raisin pie in Amish culture, lentils in Jewish culture, oranges in Chinese culture, and koliva, yes, in Greek culture? Uh, I harvest. Uh, harvest. Uh, New Year or no, harvest? No. Okay. Do we have options? Do you have think a, no. Think a little bit more uh, on the sad Summer. side. Fall. Fall. Death. Death. Funeral. Funeral. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. Sort of wishing that right now. I don't want no on oranges on my funeral. Yeah. I, want some, I want some doobies <laughs> and whiskey. There you go. What potato <laughs> dish is traditionally served at Hanukkah meals? Careful. Now, Kugel? Begins with an L. I'm sorry, could you repeat Latkes. the question? Latkes. Sorry, uh, Latkes. But yeah. I, I got... Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. The rule of thumb yep. for the portion size of meat per guest is eight ounces one quarter pound to one third pound how many yeah. ounces true is it a quarter pound but well, yeah that's true true how many what there's 16 Where ounces in a quarter pound what's happening so you know okay <laughs> are we in the metric system <laughs> uh, liquid, yeah. liquid. Right, how many more because i know uh okay. the overlord well, has to go so. the, oh, yes sir yes sir. all right here we go yep okay, two more see. Candles on the dining table right. are appropriate only for dinner and after dark. Oh. I don't think so. No. I think the bigger False. question would be scented candles yeah. are appropriate Wait, can on the you dinner just table answer, when. Can you just answer Never. the question, please? Oh, God. No. No. False. So I'd say it's true. true. <clears throat> it's true? true. Okay. Right. I looked over my shoulder on that one. All right. True or false. Yep, we'll one. do this one. All okay. Right. So let's say whoever... Answer this correctly is, is the okay. winner. All right. Fair so, enough. Overlord, let's go. Yes. I'm, I'm betting on you. <laughs> In some states, a host may be held legally responsible for 
Injuries or damage caused by a guest who's been drinking at the host's home. Absolutely. True. 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 Oh, so get your insurance, Nick. Get your liability insurance for your house, buddy. All right. Well, again. Magnus, thank you Overlord, so much. We thank you. Very, May we I, I please have, have you back. Absolutely. No, I have to say I, yeah. I was very uh, educated uh, by the things that you had to say. Uh, it was awesome having you uh, on the podcast, and it's just uh, I find it much more fascinating now uh, hearing the, uh, the the different things evolving around cannabis, and, and it's uh, yeah. you know where it's going to be maybe five to ten years. Lots more questions. Then answers, I'll tell you that. But once again, we really wanted to have a free-flowing conversation and start this off like the late person so I think, that I think Nick is. I think we're going to have... Basically, to speak to that audience. Oh, Jesus. I think we're going to have a part two, right? Okay. Yep. At part two, three, and four, there possibly. All right. Um, <coughs> Professor Sabatoni, watch out. you got somebody coming after you for popularity here. Wow. Very impressed. So anyway, uh, listen, Nick, it's been a good season. Enjoyed working with you. Whoa! Well, we might, we might, uh, we might be back depend- for a third. We're back. Well, no, Come we're on. back for the third. I was saying over yeah. the summer, like we did the one when I was in Greece oh, last absolutely. year. So we'll see what what the future has for us in the summer. So it's a quasi end, if not the end of Hospitable with Nick and Dean. This is season two, episode six, right? Nick six, wrapping six. things up. All right, folks, have a good summer. Uh, we will be touching base soon. If not, we'll see one you next last, year. One yes. last thing, I want to yes, congratulate sir. all the graduates of 2023. Absolutely, congratulations and the best of luck. All right, absolutely. Over and out, Nick and Dean Hospitable. See you later. Over and out. <laughs>